Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Please. Please. Um, also, you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. This week, we are joined by Josh Duboff, a senior writer at Vanity Fair and a co-host of In the Limelight podcast. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here We're today. We're so happy to have you here. Hi, Josh. We love to seek out another like fo- fellow royal freak, which I think we have found in you. It is. I feel like when you spot someone else and you have, <laughs> have, you have that same obsession with Megan and Kate and the rest, it's like a kindred spirit thing. Yes. And you just yeah. you see each other, you know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then beyond that, I'm just happy to have someone to drink with. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. He is partaking as I remain dry. Um, <laughs> this week, we have a whole bunch of things to discuss. Uh, Prince Philip's car crash, unfortunately. Um, a ton of like tiny little Meghan Markle updates which I actually think are the most fun kind. Yes. We had like patronage stuff the last couple of weeks. This week it's like she had avocado toast and wore ripped jeans. Very Brooklyn. Very Brooklyn weekend for her. Um, And then we're going to play a little 10-year challenge. It's been sweeping social media as you know it, and now we're going to do the same treatment for the royals. Sorry, guys. Sorry. (laughs) You're all pretty much doing better than you were 10 years ago, so it's fine. Um, Good for them. Uh, First, we have... Royal refreshment. A royal refreshment. (laughs) What are we drinking? What what are you drinking? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Whiskey ginger. Yeah. I got the ginger in a vending machine (laughs) and then the crown royal from the office. I feel like Megan would approve, though. I don't know. Whiskey ginger feels sort of like something Megan would serve. It's very cool, girl. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Would you say I'm cool because I drink it? I would say that. (laughs) I would say that. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) So how do you like it, Josh? Will you rate my skills? Do you think I'm a really good bartender? Say yes. (laughs) Wow. I feel like my answer predicates I'm like allowed to stick around for the rest of the episode. No, no, no. It's delicious. It's so so good, Lisa. It really is. I'm not I'm not under duress when I say that. Okay, good. Um, And then we have um, a listener email. Yes. Okay. Would you like to take the lead on this one? Sure. It's from Brett. The subject is finally an outlet for my royal fix. Hi, ladies. I just discovered the podcast and have been binging the last week. My husband cringes every time I talk about the royals, so his face is basically cringing 24-7. But now I get to hear a fabulous conversation from fans who are almost as obsessed as me. One question that we had in common lately was how the heck did Kate's headband stay in when she and William walked to church at Sandringham after Christmas? Thank you, Brett. (laughs) I found the headband display photo and thought I would share. It looks basically like a royal version of the fanciest Target headband and stays on via royal elastic that will be beheaded if it fails <laughs> and possibly a comb on top. Love you ladies and your charming wit. Friday mor- morning's commute with... <laughs> I can't talk. Friday morning commutes rock with you too. Much love, Brett. <sighs> oh, P.S. Very important P.S. from Brett. P.S. Megan's wedding dress totally didn't fit. Wow. Whoa, really Zing- waiting for the zinger, the I mean- P.S. there. <laughs> Um, so, Josh, you should know that we are a house divided here, that 
of course, Lisa thinks her dress was perfect. I think it was a beautiful design, but that it didn't quite fit. Yeah, I can't remember on a recent episode of our podcast. I think it was in the episode we someone one of our one of the emails we got or like a DM or something like that was someone who said they knew someone at Givenchy. Mm-hmm. And it was very cryptic. So I don't know how much like credence to give, but uh, they were claiming that every decision about the fit was like made personally by Megan. Like that it was very right. conscious. That sounds right to me. So she knew that it was looking the way it looked. Fascinating. Which, I love the Givenchy mole. Yeah, That's but so chic. But I'm sort of, I think, a little more on your side, Caitlin. Like, I don't Thank know. You. Thank you. Listen, I don't like. I. It's not something I want to hang my hat on. Like, right. I'm not super proud of how I. It's a complicated feeling that yes. I'm working through. Yes. But it is how I feel. So, mm, what can I do? What can I say? What can I say? We'll move swiftly on because Lisa's her jaw is tensing. I can see. Well, from here. I just don't like when people disagree with me. So, <laughs> yeah, let's go to this week in royal history. Indeed. Now, this week in royal history. So what do we have? January 20th, 1965 was the birthday of Sophie, Countess of Wessex. Yes. And so um, we've talked about her before and kind of like her background when it was her wedding anniversary. So um, I found an article on Nine Honey, um, which is an Australian website, and it was about how she spent her birthday. So I'll quickly read from that. Sophie, Countess of Wessex, has celebrated her 50th, 54th birthday at the weekend and royal and the royal family marked the occasion by sharing four photographs of the mother of two the main image was taken at the wedding of princess eugenie and jack brooksbank at windsor castle in october last year the countess splits her time between her work in support of the queen and visits to a large number of her own charities and organizations she has a wide range of interests which include supporting people with disabilities the prevention of blindness in developing countries agriculture and fashion and that's from the instagram so yeah, and she's married to Queen Elizabeth's youngest son, Edward. So that's that's Sophie. That's Sophie. She's actually, I would say Edward and Sophie are the most low-key of all four children. I was just thinking, you barely ever hear You never hear, you about never about really them. hear anything about them. No, which yeah. is a good thing in mm. this family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the youngest, youngest boy. Um, so they're just like a low-key couple. I actually love this photo from the Instagram because it looks like she's tipping her gigantic hat. It's her at Eugenie's wedding, and she's just like grinning straight to camera, tipping her enormous hat. Very chic. Yeah. Love her. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sophie. Way to be low-key. I think, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think scientifically... People born in January are better people than anyone else. So So, Lisa's birthday is next week, just to make that abundantly clear. It has been mentioned in several episodes leading up to this. And Kate Middleton. And Kate Middleton. And I share a birthday with, not to brag, Oprah. Wow. (laughs) Remember when you tried to hide your birthday on the podcast so no one would steal your identity? (laughs) And now we're doing a long run up to your birthday? I don't know. I mean, I'm still worried about identity theft, but I think that I've made it clear that like I'm a writer <laughs> in New York City. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's just how are we? How are you going to celebrate your birthday, though? Um, probably going to dinner and I took the day off work. So drinking. Great. Yeah, I, I feel strongly about taking off on one's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like a personal belief of mine. So I, I'm with you on that one. Yes. And so in a sad um, kind of little thing we have to talk about. Prince Philip had his car crash and we're not going to get too deep into it because it's all very sad, of course. So it's sad. And also, honestly, there are a lot of like not conspiracy theories, but like it's getting a little dark with 
what might happen with this. Like, I guess the, you know, the other car, the driver and the other car might could press charges. And, you know, he the would, passenger, the passenger, like it's just it's a lot. Um, it's pretty bad. It was really scary. I mean, when I saw the photos, I was the like, the photo was crazy. The photo was crazy because the car flipped or looks flipped, right? It's like on its side. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I don't know how a 97 year old man survives that, but he did. And we know that he's already been photographed and he's already been driving, you know, a couple of days later. But that was a scary day. Yeah. And a 46 year old woman broke her wrist in the accident. And also in the car were a 28-year-old who was driving and then the 28-year-old's nine-month baby. So we're mm. glad that, like, nobody died. But it's yeah, just... the, the friend had minor cuts. The child was unhurt. And Buckingham Palace was very quick to say that he got a precautionary checkup at the hospital nearby. He had no injuries of concern and that he was totally fine. Um, of course, places like the Daily Mirror ran, like, Philip cheats death was their headline in the crowd. I mean, like, yes. I feel like the craziest thing I saw was this morning TMZ had a thing that a woman was selling, or I don't know if it was a, who it was, a woman, man, but someone was selling the... The remains the, of the car. The, yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, on eBay. Yeah. Oh. Like you could... And I was like, who would buy? And I was so confused. It's like a very special kind of royal. Not that we should mock oh. anyone who'd be so obsessed since we literally have a podcast called Royally Obsessed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not buying like scrap metal from the no. side of the road. But then I think they had to take it down. The I'm was sure. Yeah, like e eBay shut down the operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very freaky. It's like a very freaky thing to do. But Oof. he's fine, which we're very happy yeah. about, obviously. And he's already been back behind the wheel. And, you know, 97. Whew. Yowza. Yowza. That's what I'm going to turn next week. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere between 31 and 97 is yes. Lisa's next birthday. Who knows? Um, and then another thing we can briefly mention, which is exciting, um, is that The Favorite was nominated for Best Picture, Olivia Coleman nominated for Best Actress, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz for Best Supporting Actress. So there'll be some like royal movie one royal movie at the Oscars. Yeah. And, and Olivia Coleman playing the queen on the next yes. season of The Crown, which I'm so excited about. Yes. yes. Yeah, so. we're, we're recording on Tuesday. And so today was Oscar nomination day, which I think at Vanity Fair, where you work, must be kind of nuts. It's like a all hands on deck, I'm wild. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like our election night. Yeah. I mean, our election night is also crazy. But yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a big day. I mean, I'd rather do, well, I don't know if I'd rather do election night, but I, I don't like getting up early. It's so so early. on the East Coast, it was like 840 a.m. and of course on the west coast where all the actors actually are it's 5 30 in the morning so did you guys sucks. watch the youtube announcement this no. morning no it was like they, they kind of did it in like a youtube style it was like tracy ellis ross and kumail and it was like they did house music almost oh, like in between what? it was so much for 8 20 in the morning i mean i get the need to like spice it up i guess but I don't know. Just it was it was a lot for me on like coming out of a three day weekend, waking up <laughs> at eight twenty, like like weird like like pseudo like electronic music. It was bad. <laughs> I do think though that when it comes to the favorite, which we both loved, and we were discussing this a little bit before we started recording, that all three of us here adored the yeah. favorite. Um, I remember. I think actually, um, we had Rachel from Vulture on, and she was sort of analyzing that this is what would happen. That this was like the marketing campaign was that even though the three of them are kind of like. If you've seen the movie, they kind of get equal runtime. 
the billing was such that they wanted Olivia Coleman to get best actress and then these two to be like duking it out in best supporting because they're duking it out in the movie. I must say, I like, that's solid marketing. It is. And I feel like it, it's all made sense now. I remember when I first saw it, though, maybe it was before I realized who was running what. And I, for some reason, assumed Emma Stone was going to be. She's in... kind of the protagonist. Yeah, because I feel like her character arc yeah. feels protagonisty. Um, but I guess they just had to decide one and I feel like they've chosen the right way to yeah. go about it because obviously just, it worked. Now that it's now that we're here and they got their Oscar nominations, I want more of the three of them together yeah. like on the carpet yeah. or just or just hanging out at the Grove. They oh. can come on our podcast. They could definitely do that. Um, I feel like they'd all partake in the drinking. They would oh, have so 100%. much fun. They, they would, would be great. love my bartending. They would. They would. <laughs> <laughs> love a heavy pour. Um, but yeah, so very excited about that. Excited yeah. for the Oscars, which are early March. Actually, late February. February this year. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, sure. Fine. Soon. We'll watch. I'll find I'll watch them. <laughs> and so we have to go right into it. Our first Megan story. I love this. Yeah, she was out in Notting Hill. And her outfit is so cool. And she also looks like I don't know, like classic Megan, you know? I was shocked when I saw the pictures initially from this outing i thought it was like a throwback yes, photo like, I, I had to do a double take of wait these are recent photos that happened today because i feel like it's pretty uncommon now that she's become like the duchess of sussex that you see the candid photos of her doing something like mm-hmm. off duty so to speak yeah so she was photographed out like presumably shopping or something in notting hill she went to like a lunch okay and she's wearing just jeans nude heels and a navy peacoat and like aviators so i agree when i saw the photos and because they were sort of paparazzi photos there aren't a ton of them as opposed to when they go to official events and there's getty photographers there so i didn't even see this like i didn't see this on major fashion blogs so it was absolutely written there i just happened to see it on instagram on like fan accounts because some sites like weren't covered and it was over the weekend so people right. weren't covering it as quickly um, but I agree. I it, to me, it read as something from two years ago. Um, but she's got her messy bun. Um, I actually had a sort of an awkward moment. So Elizabeth Holmes posted this outfit on her Instagram story, and I thought I was sending it to Lisa, <laughs> and I said, "Oh my god, she looks so hot!" Like all caps, hot. And then. Elizabeth responded, I know, right? And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. I said that to Elizabeth. Granted, Elizabeth is a friend of the pod, but I don't talk that casually to her. I respect her as a journalist too much. To Lisa, I'm like, look how sexy she looks. <laughs> Every DM I do on Instagram now, I like, feel like I should be double checking. I'm yes. surprised I don't do that way more often. I know. I know. Especially if I'm like trash talking people, yeah. which does happen sometimes. I'm, I'm not yeah. a perfect person. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was sort of awkward to me because I wanted to comment on how hot she, I can tell all of you guys now, I thought she looked very hot. Yeah, she looked so great. Like, I mean, she just looks so cool. And it's so great to see that, like, yeah, she's still Meg. She's always going to be Meg. I I really I had the same reaction. I kind of was just so excited to see her in the casual look that she had before. Was it the Invictus Games or like that first appearance with Harry when they held hands together at the Invictus Games and she had the ripped jeans? Yes. I feel like this is like hearkening back to that. But it's kind of wild because I feel like the past year we haven't seen anything like this. And I love that they they must. I, I think I saw somewhere that they were H&M maternity jeans. I might be completely wrong. And maybe that was like a market post where someone was saying you can buy that to look similar. But I like that she's wearing ripped jeans when she's like very pregnant. So I'm like, this is so cool. She just looks so cool. And she's pregnant. And that's awesome. She's just cool yeah. living her life. Yeah. But then. Almost as important, not quite as important, because, of course, Megan <laughs> Street style is incredibly important. But if you zoom in on the pictures, the guy she's with, 
hot. Yeah, a lot of hotness in this photo. So you just see like a, a basically unremarkable aside for his beautiful profile and how attractive he is. You're like, oh, who's that guy in the background? And it almost looks like he just happens to be a shopper on the street. But no, he's her new deputy communications secretary, Christian Jones. He's very hot. He's very good looking. I actually love, if I may read from Cosmo's version, um, over the weekend, Meghan Markle was photographed attending an under-the-radar lunch with Christian Jones, her brand-new deputy communication secretary. And to put it simply, he's really, really ridiculously good-looking and has magnificent taste in plaid scarves. So um, chances are we'll be seeing more of Christian and his 5 o'clock shadow in the coming months, so it's time to do some digging. Indeed, this gentleman is very attractive, and we've been hearing so much about Megan's employees recently that it was nice to just like see one and be distracted by him not because he's like trash talking or quitting but because he's just very attractive this is like I don't know if this is embarrassing or I should admit this or not but when we saw this this morning at work someone was like oh who is this person we were looking him up and then you can find his LinkedIn page which like I find so funny that it's still up and it says like deputy PR person to the Duchess and Duke of Su- like Cambridge and Sussex. I love that he's just on LinkedIn that any of us could message him or whatever. Okay, so you're, you're, oh, you're unfortunately you're scooping. You're way past me. No, no, no. Oh. You're scooping a plan that we had for like dead air time in February if they stop going outside because we just keep waiting for like Royals like, coverage yeah. to like lull a little bit. But recently Lisa discovered that like most of their staffers are on LinkedIn. Oh, really? I'm new to this? Okay. So many because you know how you can click like if you look at someone's linkedin and you click on the place where they work and you can see other employees if you click on like the royal family you see it's so funny to me they're all (laughs) on linkedin like why what are they trying to get a better job you can't do better than this and also you're having lunch with Meghan markle like you don't have to be on linkedin that's like the definition of you don't need to be on linkedin and also what's really funny to me is that they all have headshots that are like unprofessionally taken that are from like their university days, the same way my headshot would be. Actually, no, because I have a professional headshot, but I would expect them to almost have like a law firm headshot, you know, like very neutral makeup, whatever, well lit, but like essentially boring. Whereas theirs are just selfies and things where you can clearly see that their friends are cut out of them. Like they're just unprofessional. I mean, they're professional, obviously. They work for the royal family. It's not like they're taking tequila shots in their headshots. Yes, but... we are not saying that the royal family <laughs> staff members are unprofessional. No, it's just I'm. It's remarkable to me how normal they seem on LinkedIn. Great example is Christian Jones's profile picture, which is him and an unidentified blonde woman. Amazing. Just the two of them. I have no idea what her connection is to him or like who she is, but it's just like a photo of the two of them in his probably LinkedIn nothing. Photo. Just something where he yeah. thought he looked attractive, and he's like, "I'll go with that one." This should be his headshot now, where he's slightly out of focus in the back background to the Meghan Markle shoot um so I'm very excited welcome Christian I look forward to like seeking you out the way you would maybe look for Natasha Archer or whoever <laughs> in every sort of picture like where are they are in the background in that crowd 100% so, he's super cute yes and then another Megan update is she had avocado toast with Daniel Martin her <laughs> makeup artist yeah and she friend. hosted a friend for brunch at Kensington Palace and apparently gave him avocado toast on a silver platter yes and I was reading the Daily Mail I didn't send you guys this link but I was looking through it and I saw that the teacups that she's used were sold out because everyone wants to have tea like Meghan Markle it's amazing. And did you see some of the backlash she was getting? People were like, what a bland thing. Well, I saw that because I looked at, I saw this over the weekend and kind of was like in shock a little bit just because I don't know the fact that he was allowed to post this. I was just kind of surprised. 
and it like referenced the TIG. And then I saw, because there were co- tons of comments and I was looking through them. But then this morning I looked and he had disabled the comments oh, on the post. Interesting. So I don't know if that was what you're talking about, that maybe people were writing negative comments on the avocado toast picture or what? But... I, I believe it was comments, but then I also saw tabloids writing about the negative reaction to it like oh what a bland treat like i don't know is that is that just not common i feel like avocado toast to us is like what like a wonderful delicacy that we can all make at home (laughs) but like if someone were to present me with avocado toast i'd be like you love me yeah Yeah. so it's really lovely like you aged an avocado just right just for me i thought it looked great but i don't i'm not necessarily like a foodie connoisseur here so no i I mean i think that avocado toast is like the height of foodiness (laughs) (laughs) i just think it's interesting that they would let him post it Yes, but that not, was my big. That was my biggest surprise. Yeah, yeah, because they, I don't know if they have her do this, but uh, Jessica Mulrooney tends to delete whatever she posts about Megan, but then he kept it up. Maybe it's more like with Jessica, she doesn't like she'll post it and then realizes the attention it gets or something. I have no idea. Because he also did an Instagram story over the weekend. Because when I first saw this one up, I looked to see what his stories were, and it was some sort of like British landscape. Because he was on a train and he did like a video, and it said like "Great Weekend with M," like meaning <gasps> Megan. Mean... So he really was going all in on like what he was doing this weekend. Oh like, my god, I don't follow him. No, you should follow him. <laughs> Daniel Martin, we really yeah. want you on the show, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> please, please. That come. is a fascinating. I mean, I really am interested to see the way. I mean, social media, nobody had to worry about this seven six years ago and so now it's something that has to be considered in every possible way i would just assume that as her friend i would have to put my phone in like a locker or yeah, something as right. soon as i walked into kensington palace but actually in that vein um l did a story about how Meghan markle had a secret instagram account as recently as december can um, i just say that because we called megan m from that instagram story at first i thought you were talking about me and i was like i didn't yeah right sorry <laughs> sorry yeah so Apparently, like, they think that she has a Finsta for people who are over, like, 25 years old. Finsta is a a fake Insta, like, a low-key Insta that you use for unprofessional purposes that's maybe private. Like, you only use it to comment on your friends or maybe to stalk an ex or something Mm -hmm. um, or just for memes or whatever. So people are theorizing that Megan has one, which feels exactly right to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I 100% guarantee she has one. But now this one, like, now the news came out that she maybe had a Finsta, but then she deleted it because of all the negativity, which... I mean, there. I mean, we are all on the internet. There's a lot of negativity. I would understand that, but I, I don't know. I feel like she still has a Finsta. I feel. I, I don't yeah. believe that either. I feel like she has one and still has one. Like I don't yeah. feel like she took it down. That I just don't like know. feels right yeah. to me. Like you can't go from being someone who's so active on social media, and she was so active, to just never looking. Like it's one thing to not post your own stuff, but you still want to see what's happening. Like all her friends with kids and stuff. Like you need to. Yeah, like, keeping up with like, Jessica Mulroney. That's and how that. I keep yeah. up with her. Yeah, I feel really connected to her family. <laughs> I still. I've been banging this drum for a little bit but like i i they should just give her an instagram i feel like i agree i I think it would be great like i feel like the royals we know from the crown etc etc from what we've read and know like they have to keep up with the times and modernize and it doesn't feel like it would be it would only be a good thing well right now only really i mean there's the kensington palace account on instagram and Buckingham Palace, right? Or just the royal family has one. Royal and Eugenie, family. though. And, and then there's Eugenie. So right. I was going to say, Eugenie, I think, is like such an interesting example because... Eugenie. 
Eugenie, Eugenie excuse me. I know, I always do that. <laughs> I know, we got we got schooled. Yeah, yeah. I've been schooled so as well. <laughs> Eugenie sort of did one as part of the run up to her wedding, and I think she uses it very successfully. And I think it's a perfect example of what Megan or Kate or whomever could do with theirs. There's 100%. a Clarence House one. I think. There's a Clarence House one. Yeah, uh, and it, I know they and have then a Twitter account. We for all sure. know that uh, Carly Kloss doxed Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> right. With her secret, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, with her like Finsta. And also now, own. I mean, he's not a legitimate royal, but James Middleton's Instagram. Yes, I just exactly. feel like it's yes. starting to be a little more. Well, it, it could always be, which of course we know because we're in it every day and we use it for our stories, but it could be a tool of PR. Yeah. It can be used to their advantage. And I mean, I really do like the Kensington Palace Instagram account and I like how they use Instagram stories. And I said last week that I always feel like the photos that they choose from an event that edit, I always on some level feel like it's Megan's edit if it's a Megan event or it's Kate's edit if it's a Kate event. And I don't know how true that is. I'm sure they have a social media staff, but it always feels... I think we can look it up. I just think it... Well, LinkedIn. We can, we can look it up on LinkedIn. Yeah. I just think it feels a little bit more special because those are the photos that Kensington Palace wanted to put forth. Yes. So Megan Markle's photograph last week with Minnie in her arms. And I think... That was probably Megan's favorite dog of the day. By the way, we recorded that episode and I saw the next day that Minnie was adopted, which, of course, I'm like, get that dog to me over the pond if it were safe for him to do so or her, whatever it was. And then Megan also met quietly with New Zealand's prime minister, Jacinda Ardern. 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 Yeah. Ardern. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at talking. It's, you know, it's okay. It's just difficult. But um, it sounds like it was just a low-key meeting. We don't really have a lot of details. Um, looking at this People article, they just, like, talked about how uh, Megan met up with her when they were in New Zealand. I mean, we all saw that they were all together. And so that's all we really know. Like, they met. And I think that's nice because I really, going into this week, was like, oh, this is going to be such a slow week. There's not a lot of Megan stuff. Or I guess at the end of last week. But then there's just been so many little news nuggets. A bunch of little things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can totally see the friendship between Megan and Jacinda. It's very similar to her and Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, uh, not exactly heads of state, but women in these huge positions of power. Of course, Jacinda is the world's youngest female head of government. And she had a baby. Um, She's the second elected head of government ever to give birth while in office. Um, And she... She brought her baby to the United Nations General Assembly last September, um, which was major as well. Great for yeah. her. And I could and they're almost the exact same age. Yeah. So I can totally see that friendship. I love it. It yeah. just makes it just reminds me that Meghan Markle is like a political force because of the way Kensington Palace handled that meeting. They didn't ever have to announce that, but they chose to announce it. I love whenever they do that after like something secret or covert. And you're like, whoa, like she was doing this cool secret thing yeah. yesterday that like none of us even knew about. She secretly had avocado toast <laughs> yeah. and hung out with the prime minister of New Zealand. Yeah. Indeed. So that was our Megan updates for the week. And then today, Tuesday, Kate Middleton went out. She went to an event um, for... Family Action Headquarters helped launch its new Family Line Hotline service, which um, is basically for parents to call in if they need support with the struggles of parenting. But I think the thing that I saw, okay, first of all, I wrote about this for the cut that she talked, like she gave a quote about um, how difficult it can be to be a parent. She's like, it's so hard. You get a lot of support with the baby as a mother, particularly in the early days, but after the age of one, it all falls or it falls away. After that, there isn't a huge amount, lots of books to read. Everyone experiences the same struggle. But what I really took away was everyone was obsessed with her dress. Yeah. Yeah, she said some nice things about motherhood, but everyone was like, excuse me, 
that dress. Yeah. It was a really good dress. It was like, excuse me. Yeah. You said great things that can maybe help people, but let's focus. Yeah. A lot of green. Am I green. making up? There's been a lot of green. Recently? No, it's been a ton of green. From yeah. Her. Caitlin, is this the same olive green on because she used olive green clutch and olive green shoes. Do you think those were the same? It's I, possible. Yes. Yes. This is more of like a, a sort of a hunter, though, or like an emerald. But the olive green um, shoes. Oh, yeah. And, it's, I mean, definitely possible. Yeah, she went super, super matchy and monochromatic. She had the belt and the clutch and the shoes were all green. Um, the hair was bouncing. It just looked really beautiful. And also she, of course, everyone found the runway right away. Um, it's by a designer that I hope I don't mess up, but it's Bula London. Um, and she changed it from the runway version. She The runway version has like little fluttery cuffs that she had taken away. Oh, Take these away. Um, the dress is, you know, pretty fluttery as it is. So that makes sense. I think that the wrist, like to add some little flutter on the wrists might have been a bit much. So I can understand that edit. And I think it's a little longer or there have been little more floof at the end. Mm. This just is very slim and slim cut, of course, because it's Kate Middleton. The picture we're looking at right now doesn't really show what I love about it, which is right under the belt. It's like this long line of buttons mm-hmm. and they're very chic and i'm just like look at all those buttons <laughs> yeah I teeny tiny button. buttons and then there was a teeny tiny slit as well like it sort of split the skirt in that part like right at her knee um just very chic great event for her i i really enjoy when she opens up about motherhood and the difficulties of motherhood because you know i just think she's in that position and she takes that seriously and i respect her for doing that um, Especially when she's wearing a great dress we can talk about. <laughs> yes, in- indeed. So great event from her today. And then, oh, we wanted to talk about this thing that um, one of our listeners sent to us on Twitter, um, Katie Kuhn. Uh, she she said she was looking at Jay Mitty's Insta, Jay Mitty, of course, James Middleton's Instagram, and she found that his cocker spaniel, Ella, is Lupo's mom. It's like Lupo the dog. Look at this picture, okay? <laughs> um so if you go to James James Middleton's Instagram and you scroll like way back to February 2016, oh there is an article that he has taken a picture of or a screenshot of. I think it's a picture because it's actually from the newspaper. And it's, who's this top dog? And it's all about his dog, Ella. And it says in the article that Ella is mum of the Duchess of Cambridge's dog, Lupo. It's amazing. That, is your mind blown? <laughs> It kind of is, honestly. There was another good Jay... I only want to call him Jay Mitty now. Correct. Um, Correct. He... The day... You guys already maybe uncovered this because you were way above ahead of me with the LinkedIn reveal. (laughs) But uh, on the day of Charlotte's birth... Yes. Mm-hmm. He has like, he's raising a With glass. a pink champagne. Yeah. Yes. Again, like as far, like. It's like doing like, tri- it's kind of like a, uncovering like a scavenger hunter kind of something. Indeed. Which yeah. I very much appreciate. Yes. Which is why more of them should be on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Let Please. us stalk you on Instagram or LinkedIn. It's so fun. And you can still be respectful. Though. I'm scared though, or saddened, I guess, that he hasn't posted anything since. I know. The like since reveal the of his account and his yeah. essay. I want him to keep posting. Like, I keep want it up. too. Like, what are the dogs doing? Yeah, more and dogs. where's Lupo? Where's Lupo? Justice for Lupo. We haven't seen Lupo in a very long time. We haven't. Four years. Yeah, that I'm, is weird. I'm sure Lupo's fine. Like, he has wonderful people who take like wonderful owners parents like just but where is he another big mystery i realized yesterday somehow that we don't know megan and harry's dog no no like what's going on with that i really really thought like i postulated in the summer that we would get the dog at the christmas card which we did not get 
good. That would have been great. I know. I because I that's how we first saw Lupo. I believe mm-hmm. was in the Christmas card with like Prince George kissing him, which was so cute. Yeah. Um. But no. Just give me that dog, yeah. please. We need someone like Wait, fully that's on not the when dog. We first saw Lupo. No, we saw Lupo when Kate and William lived in Anglesey and were oh. walking along the beach, hand in hand or arm in arm, both wearing Barber and Wellies. <laughs> Excuse wow. me. You're right. You're right. That is a very that was like a formative moment for Lisa. You can tell. <laughs> no, <was> like goals. <laughs> now that you say it, I can't. It is like a very like. They're wearing a lot of hunter green and brown. Yes. yes. Extremely British looking. I love the Anglesey days. I love to just revisit it. And I hope that I'm pronouncing it right. But I probably am not because I don't pronounce anything. Probably. With all of our, uh, uh, excuse me, all of our apologies to the Brits. Have you had the same thing with your podcast where it's difficult to pronounce Oh, yeah. There's definitely certain like town names or like places yeah. they're going or something. Yeah, exactly. I really thought alone. we were doing better with Eugenie, but it just sneaks in sometimes. <laughs> it's know. hard. I have to always say it like Eugenie. Eugenie. She I has to lift her chin with emphasis yeah. every time it's a good way of remembering it mm-hmm. and then william is out doing a lot of things right now because he's at davos in switzerland um for the world economic forum and my favorite story out of davos isn't even this it's just like all the headlines about the like hundreds or thousands of private jets that are there right now because it's like every entrepreneur from around the world is there and oh like God. all these politicians so those are always my favorite but william um according to this people article played the role of journalist there because he had a conversation with Sir David Attenborough, who is the famed British broadcast journalist. And they basically talked about climate change and the environment. Not to go there, but to go there. It's an interesting thing to discuss climate change when they're all flying there on private jets. But that's just my tiny soapbox for today. <laughs> like, let's have the world's richest people all like fly as single individuals on private jets and then talk about how the environment's being ruined. But sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so Prince, Prince William interviewed him at this event and he said it's nice to turn the tables for once because he's, you know. Always being interviewed. Always being interviewed. I love the like William dad joke kind of thing that I feel like always comes into these sort of things. He's a super dad. I feel like he always has been and now he actually is one. I love it. Yes. And then on Wednesday, he's going to be joining a discussion on mental health. Um, And Jacinda Ardern will be there. And then also I just saw on Twitter, like as we were leaving the office today, that he actually met, met with her today, too. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we won't be able to cover that in time. We can maybe touch upon it next week. But again, yet more mental health from, you know, this generation talk, like, talking about things and then yet more Jacinda. She's like, the, I was going to say Jacinda's like popping up all over I this know. episode. Yeah. She's yeah. the theme. Yeah. She's the, our mascot this week. The Jacinda episode. Which is fine by me. Yes. And then also I'm just going to mention Prince Charles was out in Scotland today at a health and well-being center. And Camilla is going to be at a cleanup UK event on Wednesday in East London. Man, gang's all here. They're all very busy. Everyone's doing stuff and we mentioned them all. (laughs) Everyone gets their time. Um, So before the end of the episode, we have one more little segment. We're going to do the Royals 10-year challenge. So I don't know if you guys have participated with this uh, little things sweeping Facebook and Instagram. I have not because I was graduating from college 10 years ago and... I'm not ready for, to, I'm not ready to think about that. Yeah. And I, I basically only do memes for work purposes now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it for myself. Yeah. And also, I, I also graduated college in 2009. 
Yeah, like the, I just I I'm getting enough of it from my college because they send me like a weekly mailer being like I hope you're booking your ten year reunion tickets for four hundred dollars and I'm like, you got enough of me, okay? We'll see if I choose to go. So I just like don't need to reminisce. Some of the Royals fan accounts that we follow, we're doing the ten year challenge. So this was not our original idea. We f- totally mm-hmm. are like copying this from the Royal fan accounts. Yeah. Um, we follow this one account called Kate Middleton with. 1D. 1D in Middleton. Wow. So anyway, so 10-year challenge, um, we're going to do a little bit of it ourselves. So with whom should we begin? Um, You should start with Kate. Okay. Um, so Kate Middleton, uh, we have this photo of her from 2008-ish. And just a reminder again that like mid to late aughts were like just such a bad time for fashion we discuss this a lot when we're looking back at old kate photos and she never wore anything like truly tragic though she is in uggs often but like it's just a lot of like low-waisted things so anyway um my reminiscence of kate so she's 37 now she was 27 of course 10 years ago um in so here's the other difficult thing about doing a 10-year challenge in the first month of 2009 or 2019 is like everyone just keeps cheating and doing 2018. So that's kind of what I'm doing. In <laughs> 2008, um, they had just gotten back together, of course. They got back together in July 2007. And so they were like back to the good coasting there in 08, she and William. Um, and in late 07, she left the retailer Jigsaw where she was working as an accessories buyer and she went to start working for her parents' company Party Pieces um, in 08. And when she was at Party Pieces, she was a photographer. She worked on the website and did marketing. And she worked there um, until they got right before their wedding, like through her engagement. So that's my Kate update. Oh. Or not even update, flashback rather. And then Will was in the military then, right? Yes. So he, so he's 36 now. He was 26 then. Um, he was in the military, yes. He was, in 08, he was appointed to be a royal knight companion of the most noble order of the garter. Um, he was training also with the Royal Air Force. Um, and it wasn't until like Jan 2010, they announced that he had finished his year-long um helicopter flying training. So that's what he was doing in 09. He he looks so baby-faced in the 10-year-ago one. He had hair, which is tragic. And then for Megan, I did all this research on her IMDb page. That's (laughs) amazing. first of all, she filmed a brief scene as Megan the bartender in the drama Remember Me, starring Robert Pattinson. I don't know if everyone's seen it, and I don't want to spoil it, but I really want to talk about what it's about. But that's like the spoiler. To be honest, no. it's not a good movie. It's about 9-11. It's about 9-11. It's like a love story. And then the final scene, you realize it's taking place on 9-11. So oh, he's really? going to die. It's yes. really dark. And I would argue exploitative. And I'm okay having that opinion because it's a terrible movie. No, it's true. It is. But also it's like it's like a secret 9-11 movie. Like it's you don't, don't see it coming. Yeah, the... You don't see it coming. They do a, a title card where they're like August 2001 is when he starts dating this girl. And then they're dating for a couple of weeks and they have like their romance or whatever. And then he goes to visit his fat cat dad at work and they pan way, 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 way out. And he's in one of the towers and it's September 11th. And that's how you find out that he dies in 9-11. It's awful. I think we should stop there because it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but let's just say but Megan appears in that movie. She has like she speaks like maybe four words. Yeah. Like super briefly. And then she also um, 
had guest starring roles in The League, which is a show I really like. It's an FX show or maybe it's FXX now. I can't keep it straight. I do love The League. And then Fringe, Without a Trace, and Knight Rider. And then, of course, Suits debuted, I think, in 2011. So it was right before her big break. Yeah. She was still doing like one or two episodes here and there. Yeah. Mostly as Hot Girl. And then... What was Harry up to? So Harry was also in the military. Um, He was 24 at the time. And that was the year that they reveal, like after he was done, like after 2008 was over or 2009, um, only then did the British uh, Ministry of Defense like reveal that he had actually been deployed in Afghanistan. So he was only the second royal um, like of the last century to actually be deployed into active service because one of his uncles was in the Falklands during that war. Yeah. So that was pretty nuts. And then he also went into helicopter training. So they all love flying helicopters in this family. Yes. And then in 2009, the queen is, of course, like always busy and she does a lot of stuff. So it's really difficult to just point down like one noteworthy thing because she like runs a country and commonwealth but just for the americans 2009 is the year that michelle obama hugged the queen without realizing it was a breach in protocol and michelle obama has spoken about it recently and how the queen was like very kind and gracious during that thing yeah like 2009 (laughs) that's what happened it makes me love both of them more that anecdote I would be so anxious to meet. The, I just wouldn't know what to. I feel like I, I would just collapse. Like it yeah. would just be too stressful. And I think I would Michelle also, Obama. I mean, both yeah. both ways. But I feel like the protocol stuff in particular. I, I just like I feel like I'd know I was gonna mess up. I wouldn't know what to do with my hands. It'd be yeah. like Alec Baldwin on Thirty Rock when he's <laughs> filming a commercial and he's like, "What do I do with my hands?" I did, I also think I would collapse into both of those women's yes. arms and be like, "Please fix me." So I, I like really get. Oh my god, that. meeting Michelle Obama, I would like. Yeah, she's formally invited to be on the pod. Uh, Get another person. The the funny thing is, we have a photo side by side here, and of course, Queen Elizabeth was like in her eighties then in her nineties now, so she does not look very different. But I will say, in this photo, this before she looks just like her mom, don't you think? Yeah, there's something about the angle of the photo. I think it's because she's grinning really, really hard, so her face shape has changed a little bit, and she looks like the Queen Mom. Just saying. Whoever picked the photo from ten years ago for her, I'm loving this fur hat thing she's wearing, and she looks great. I think it was Britt who works on the show. I I like his taste in Howard. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, Okay, so I think that brings us to the end of our show. Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, um, Josh, you should know we do our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. I forgot. I always forget to do this now, but I'll just say my low is climate change. <laughs> oh my god! I thought this was going to be like a royal-related, frivolous sh- low, should... but climate change. No, came no, out, well, it's and now supposed anything... to be. It's oh, okay. supposed to be. But climate change is related, actually, sort of, to the topics this week. So it yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an evergreen yeah. low. Yeah. For Lisa. So, hmm. Hmm. What's my low? I don't know. I have. Oh, <laughs> everyone's going to hear me whisper. Please. Yeah, please. Please. Let's please keep that whisper in. Yeah, the low is the accent. Of course, a 97 year old man getting into a car accident is like a pretty solid low. And then all the like the grossness around it mm. and these tough conversations that are happening and debates playing out in the press. Those, and, that's a low. And Josh, what's your low? It's OK if your low also includes our lows. Yeah. I think my low is that Megan still isn't allowed to have her Instagram account. That's very And fair. I was revived in that anger when we discussed it earlier today. And you can see with this, uh, the makeup artist posting, she's dying to have a presence on I social agree. media. She is. She just wants to style avocado yeah, toast so She just so wants badly. to do some nice, you know. I hear you. And my high. From your mouth to God's ears. What's your high? My high is that 
our listener friend solve the mystery of Lupo's origins. Yeah, I deeply appreciate that. That was great. Um, My high is our new mascot, Jacinda Ardern. (laughs) Like, I just really like that she's, I don't, are they, they must be very good friends. That's like, that's my takeaway. Um, So yeah, that's my high. What about you? I think my high is going to be, well, first is being here with you guys and thanking you for inviting me. Well done. Also, also the ripped jeans. Yeah. Very excited to see Uh, the return of the ripped jeans. Ripped jeans as aviators. The aviators, the whole look was great. Every single time I see a person in aviators, I'm like, oh, right, aviators. Go get aviators. Mm. Every time I get them, I bent them like immediately. I'm not saying this in a self-deprecating way. It's just factual. My nose is a teensy bit crooked at the base. So anytime I put on aviators, they just like go lopsided. It just doesn't work on me. What's your, what's your sunglasses shape? Well, I used to have this pair of Tom Ford sunglasses that I got discount and I loved them and I had them for five years, but then I lost them in the ocean because I I was going in to pee and and it was like very choppy and I still had my sunglasses on and it was my friend's bachelorette and I went into the ocean and then I got swept under and then I had all these scrapes on my legs and I emerged and I lived, but my sunglasses were gone. What a harrowing tale. Wow. Labor Day weekend, 2018. I just laughed so hard I knocked my headphones off. So that that happened. Um, Anyway, guys, what a, I'm so glad we're ending on an Elisa urine anecdote. (laughs) That's my new high. Um, for So everybody, um, you can drop us an email, info at gallerypodcast.com to suggest other sunglass shapes for Lisa or to share any other Lupo intel, which we would deeply appreciate. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from the Rogue Medievalist. Would you like to read it, Lisa? Sure. I listen to the Royal Pod while I'm cleaning my house. Listening to the ladies discuss the glamorous, fashionable lives of the royals makes me feel less like Cinderella pre-print as I scrub the floors. Seriously love keeping up on all the royal news with Lisa and Caitlin from the weekly royal cocktail to the highs and lows. Keep up the good work, ladies. I love details of how people listen to the podcast. I just really, that that comes alive for me. I always ask people, like, what do you do when you listen? Because I'm always interested to know. It's fascinating to me that people listen when they're running because I... I don't have time to work out ever or no. like maybe actually I do like it's just I have so it's much TV priority. to watch I have so much TV <laughs> yeah. truth comes out yeah. very and quickly so it's like oh you people who actually go and run like I want to be you yeah you learn a lot about people's like habits and lives yeah it's very yeah. interesting um, so you can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group Royally Obsessed um, Josh where can people listen to your podcast where can they find your writing and where can they follow you on social media Oh, gosh. Um, All the ways. I am. So I write for Vanity Fair. You can find my stuff on Vanity Fair's website (laughs) under my name. Uh, My Twitter and Instagram are Jay Duboff. And to listen to the podcast, uh, we talk about mostly royals nowadays. It's it's usually sometimes it's been a mix of celebrity stuff as well. Uh, In the limelight on anywhere you would listen to a podcast, uh, a Vanity Fair podcast. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to make that accusation that in your description, you say we discuss everything from Kate Middleton Uh, to the Kardashians. And I was like, you know what? It's a lot of royals. A lot of royals. (laughs) Which, of course, I appreciate. It just it sort of happened organically. How could Mm -hmm. it not? You guys understand. I completely understand. Well, Vanity Fair has always been synonymous with royal coverage. Yeah, Yeah. it's so true. Can I just tell you? I know this is a tangent, but I was doing some research for an article in December and I was looking through the archives of Vanity Fair's old like Diana articles from the 80s and 90s. And I ended up interviewing Kathy Horn, who does work with me at the cut. Well, like works very, very She's like the critic at large, but she's associated with the cut. But like I interviewed her because she did the last living 
profile of Diana. Oh, it was wow. the Vanity Fair cover that came out the month before Diana died. Oh my yeah. god! And I was just like, "This is amazing. yeah." The Royals is our has always been kind of our thing. Yeah, um, and we had Megan on the cover. Yes, uh, that was a major yeah. moment. Some of like the most beautiful photographs of her I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. and of course. The Queen Elizabeth photo with the corgis, which is one of my favorite magazine covers of the last 25 years, which I say I'm always speaking in superlatives when I talk about that cover because I just think it's so cute. And she's surrounded by corgis. It's a great it's an amazing photo. corgis on the cover. So that's great. Yeah. So everyone go listen and read and engage with Josh. <laughs> and we thank you so much for being here. Where can people follow you, Lisa? I'm Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And as I said, you can just request to follow me and I'll say yes on Instagram. <laughs> um, you can follow me and Caitlin at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my rating at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week, God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Oh my God. <laughs> what did you? How dare you plan that without telling me first? <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.